Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, this is Adam. I'm playing right. you, Adam. Right. And below me is Tim on the Zoom call. Morning. Morning. Tim is wearing a lovely polo shirt. What colour <laughs> green is that, Tim? Don't know, it's very green. It's a lot Emerald. greener than it looked. Emerald, that's a good colour green. I was yeah, going to say it, mint green. It looks a bit emeraldy on the screen, but in person, it's the fucking greenest green. And I, it didn't look like that on the website when I bought it. You look like um, a 13-year-old ball boy from Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that Tim Henman smacked a ball at. And then cried. <laughs> no, but Tim, I think you'd be one of the good ones. You wouldn't be one of the ones that just stand there at the back and throw the ball down, the older, more mature ones. You'd be one of the little nippy ones who run up and down the net getting the ball. <laughs> I'm okay with that, yeah. <laughs> so this isn't the Australian Open podcast. This is the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. What does uh, this involve? Uh, it, it involves us, well, it involves me and you, Adam, watch, re-watching Neighbours, specifically episodes... 3044 to 48, and Tim just being here for the fun of it, really. He's got nothing else to do tonight, so why not? <laughs> He's just got off the back nine, so what better, what better way? The clubhouse is closed. What better way to unwind? And hanging nice out the back of that nine. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at WatchNeighbor, and uh, our Twitter, a nice, nice influx of followers in the last week or so, which is very good to see. Uh, some of the analytics on Anchor is who, that we use the podcast. Uh, we've now got fans in Ireland as well. Is that why Tim's wearing green? I could be, yeah. Tim of the morning to you. <laughs> That's the hashtag. Yeah, you're oh, now Paddy, now Tim. <laughs> I you're mean, now you Paddy. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> For our international audience. So, before we talk about the 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 episodes, I'm just going to fill you in on what we've missed. Um, a fair bit and a fair not bit, to be honest. We missed a really we missed a really. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> a fair not bit. What I just. What it was missed? about ten episodes. It was about to. It was the biggest. Is the biggest uh, time jump we've done so far. Um, we missed a really shit road trip, the really shit Caitlin road trip. Um, she ran off uh, and she came back, basically. They, they ran off, they didn't have any money, so they just had to come back. But in the midst of that, they decided that Josh needs to go back home. So Josh has gone now, that's it. We've, we're not seeing him again now, that's it, he's done. So we never got a chance to say goodbye to him, really, did we? Which is a bit of a shame. He was just kind of there, though, wasn't he? I, I wasn't but they, were, they were hinting at his backstory, though, which is 
they were hinting about his parents and everyone expecting so much of him. I was like, oh, they, you know, they're setting this up so he's a regular down the line and, you know, you bring his family in, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like that. Do one, mate, you're done. Have you done some research to find out if the actor did something controversial? Uh, no. Why do you assume the actor did something controversial? Well, I don't know. Tim it, would maybe do something fired. controversial, wouldn't he? He's a controversial <laughs> bastard. <laughs> if they were building the, up the character, but then the actor became a twat, they might have just fired him. I don't know. I'm, I'm, we'll maybe do some extracurricular reading later on about that. Uh, actually, I did do a little extracurricular with uh, something that we did miss with uh, the Libby storyline. So Paul shows his home video to the school. Libby's there doing a newspaper report on it. And she sees the video with Darren and Shannon kissing. Uh, but we said between, that was going to happen, didn't we? Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. But in between, so Libby seeing this video is the end of one episode. And I managed to find a little snippet of this on YouTube. Uh, and then the following, the following episode is her going directly to Darren to confront him about this, seeing this video. She changes hairstyle in between which is fucking brilliant. She literally <laughs> changes hairstyle. So we can, I suppose we can assume what's happened is that she's seen this video of her boyfriend kissing Shannon again. She goes, right, I'm going to confront Darren about this, not before getting a haircut. And I I think she's had, a, she's, it's quite a severe trim, isn't it? It's a short, short cut mm -hmm. she's had done. I think it's a bit Shannon-esque, her new hair. She's had it sh cut Ooh. short, but it's like it's like a shit Shannon remix, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like she's thought, oh, he likes girls with short hair. I'll get mine like that. But like you say, she's had to do it pretty quick. Maybe not her usual hairdresser was in because she was so quick <laughs> about it. And they've just gone, right, uh, who's in? Um, right, Jean, can you just sort my hair out quick? Jean's like, I just make the bruise. And she's gone. <laughs> and the work experience out. kid. Yeah, I mean, we'll like I feel like Jean's an old lady. Um, yeah, like the work experience kids done it, and it's 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 not the best. I, I thought Libby looked all right with the long hair, but I'm not think she. I don't think she suits the short, to be honest. Do you think she would do that? I I always felt that she was a stronger character than that. I think she should be, but he, you know, I think maybe it just got her at a bad time. She was caught unaware. Sounds like it was in a public place. If it was seen in school. Uh, and I think mm. maybe she's crumbled a little bit. And just instantly got a haircut. Haircut instantly, straight away. Just haircut straight away. <laughs> Traumatic moment, go get a haircut. It could be when a good you... cut. It could be a really well, good coping mechanism that we don't know about. Yeah, maybe. If she got a pint of milk at the same time as a haircut, <laughs> she's obviously... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to have to fill the backstory on that now, aren't I? Because <laughs> otherwise only us three understand that joke. I feel like that's the case for most of the jokes on here, if I'm being honest. <laughs> what, what happened? You got, a pie, you got a pint of milk and a haircut. Why? When? What for? Well, I went on holiday. had a lovely holiday. Uh, I maybe overindulged. had a little bit of a blowout. I was going through a little midlife crisis. Overindulged on the alcohol a little bit. Midlife crisis is, I'm glad you said it. I'm, I really am. I mean, we saw the white shorts the other week. That was the tip of the iceberg, They guys. were bought for that holiday as well. So that was very much, that. those white shorts are very much the signalling. 
the ceremonial flag of my midlife crisis. We should have known that. So we were going to meet up the next morning. We were going to have breakfast together or something, or just you know, just. We were going to watch um, SummerSlam, I think. Oh yeah, we were going to watch some wrestling, weren't we? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was something like we were we were gonna meet up. Honestly, it could have been as late as one o'clock in the afternoon. It was like lunchtime. Yeah, so we we had like stayed in bed and slept because we got back from the airport at, like two in the morning or whatever stupid time it was. But you decided to do what? Uh, well, I I didn't sleep as well. I uh, was feeling a bit a very worse for wear. Uh, so I decided to go get a haircut and a pint of milk as well. That's that's right, because you were drinking beer on the plane, weren't you? I was, yeah. Like, we got on I. the plane at, what, 11? It was delayed anyway, but what, 10, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. yeah. So it was like 2 in the morning by the time we got back home. We played some really awesome games, memorable games, with the, the stewardess. Legendary. <laughs> Fantastic. Then... Go to sleep, but you're like, no, I feel like a beer. See, with that, like <laughs> a lot of people, I don't do it because I don't, I don't like um, drinking and traveling, and I don't really like flying anyway, and I don't, I don't really like the idea of having a drink and moving a lot and flying and that. Yeah, but, but a lot of people do it on the way to their holiday because they're like, oh, beers at the airport, let's get drunk. This is going to be a great holiday, yeah, and I don't, I don't like that. But I totally get why people do it, and that's a thing. Getting pissed on the way home <laughs> when you've had a nice holiday at a ridiculous time when you're just going home to go to sleep is that was that was that now? That's like you said, midlife crisis before. Was that you desperately tr- clinging on to the midlife crisis? Were you so far in at that stage you didn't like what was on the other side? Yeah, I was trying to prolong the uh, the little bubble of my midlife crisis. I didn't want to come out the other side of it, so I was trying to prolong that. Uh, and yet, on the way back, like, after the the flight, we're arranging the taxi. We had planned that we're just all going to crash at Adams because it's closest, and we're just going to crash, and, and we're going to meet each other the next day. You wanted to go home. I did, didn't I? I don't know why. I wanted my own bed. I mean, which I, I get, get that as well, like, which I then didn't sleep in because <laughs> I stayed up <laughs> drinking even more. But yeah, because you, you, you'd like you you struggled to sleep, but then got up at the crack of dawn and took yourself out for a pint of milk, but and then the went back to bed and were passed out way after the time we said we'd meet. Yeah, I completely fucked up my sleep schedule for like a week. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, you were completely done for the rest of the the rest of the weekend. I think it was. It was like. I don't know. Do you know it was what? entertaining company, though. So, so do you think this is what happened to Libby? If she'd have rotted yeah. the door with some milk in her hand, then we'd have known. <laughs> milk in her haircut. She's fucking yeah. lost it. I just want to say milk was a bad choice. <laughs> well, obvious, yeah. You'd have a load of beers and probably some whiskey or something at your own house. I'll have some milk to wash that down. That'd curdle really nicely. Uh. <laughs> odd very odd should we get talking about neighbours if you want, if you want. <laughs> uh, one more thing we did miss before we do talk about the episodes is that uh, Sarah Sarah Beaumont was going to read she, she wrote a note to Carl that she was going to give 
to Carl to explain her feelings and that she can't help them. She knows nothing is going to happen, but she wants Carl to know that she loves him very much and that he, you know, she respects his choices. Uh, but she decides to tear it up and put it in the bin at reception. Who else Rookie works on mistake. reception? He's, uh, the doctor's Harold. now. Harold. Harold finds the note. Really? He does. He finds the note and suspects that they're having an affair and tells Madge about it. But then he, I'll, uh, then they confront Carl and Sarah and they're like, uh, so I think Sarah says it's, she was going to write it to her ex. So Madge was like, all right, well, that's fine. Harold's just being stupid. He's just all wound up. But Harold's like, no, it definitely said to Carl. So Harold is very suspicious. Right. Which, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to call bullshit on that. But like of the five episodes I watched, not no reference to that. No even like suspicious behavior by anyone. If anything, we'll get to it. Carl and Sarah seem just like pals who work together at this stage. Harold, no mention of it, no suspicious glances. And I, I like to look for the, any little hidden things. Literally nothing. So I'm I am surprised that that mm. has happened over the last well, three I think maybe episodes. it cleared the air between um between Carl and Sarah. You kind of got everything out in the open and they realized, you know, maybe how close they were to getting caught. So He's kind of brought him back from the brink, uh, but no, I, 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 I dived into what we'd missed after watching these episodes uh, as well. So I kind of learned it after the fact, like you. And it does make me think that Harold, when Harold was trying to be Carl's golf partner for the uh, for the tournament, that sounds like a bad I, idea, anyway. Yeah, he uh, he was overzealous to it and, and trying to get, and he really didn't want Sarah to be part of that. Uh, but it turns out it's a mixed it's a mixed golf tournament, so Sarah had to be part of it because it was originally going to be Ruth, but Ruth just fucked off. So we're going to bring it back to the the Libby and Darren storyline. Uh, so Darren wants to talk to Libby, but he misses the plan that they've made to have a chat while he's out shaving saving Shannon's kid. I nearly said he's shaving sh Shannon's kid. He's shaving <laughs> Shannon's kid. I hope he's not his ass. <laughs> no, he's out saving Shannon's kid. And um, Darren and Libby eventually get together for one last night together, and Darren declares that he's leaving. Um, so everyone's leaving. Everyone's leaving. Yeah, Josh is right. gone, and now and Darren. Now Darren. I have, I have a little bit of a, a thing with this. So I yeah. think with with neighbours, they've had, it's a bit of a revolving door, in it. They've they've had these a couple of lads in um, for a limited period of time. They can't have more lads like Nick Atkins came last week. I feel like they've got like if he's if he's coming in, you've got to fuck off. And somebody think, else appeared. Like in a nightclub. A bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> they had to leave. One in, one out. Exactly. And someone else appears in, I think it's the next episode after this one that you're talking about. They so do. that means someone else has got to fuck off. What? We've got a new good looking long-haired bastard joining the crew. We've got to get rid of Darren then because this guy is Darren 2.0. <laughs> and I am very excited about this guy's arrival. I'm very excited. I'm actually... Actually, I, I can't wait. He's only I like it because I don't remember any I don't remember any of this. I didn't remember <laughs> how he started or anything, but he's here and I'm looking forward to it. Tim, uh, who do you think it might be? 
Not a clue. I Not might I might know when it when it comes out. I'll have to I'll see some pictures, but yeah. I'm I've actually saved this. This is my note right at the end because I think because I'm just as excited about you. Very excited about this. Can I make another another, another side point about yeah? um, Shannon's kid that got shaved? <laughs> Very small point. Can you remember what Shannon's kid's called? Oh, that's a good point. No, is it is it Harry Harry? Nice, but no. Good effort, called, good effort, Tim. He's called Brian, and I thought that was a really funny name for a small <laughs> a small child. And you meet a lot of like middle aged Brians, don't you? There's a lot of Brians, like Brians, like might do your electrics. Brian. Yeah, but there's no oh, kid Brian's knocking around, is there? There's no kids called Brian. And what, another point I wanted to make about the about Brian going missing is that Shannon comes in all flustered and Lou's like, doesn't matter, kids go missing all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. not asked at all about this. He's like, he even oh, says, what? he even says something like, Wally does this all the time. I bet she does because there's no one looking after her at your house, you fucking dick. <laughs> He's such a shit parent. He was like, do you know what? Lolly went missing for a week once. She came back, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> he did. Well, so he goes, all right, let's go have a look. So he, he decides to go have a look near his pub. And then they have yeah. a little look around the pub. And he goes, right, I'm going to go inside now. Let me know if anything happens. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay by the phone in, in my pub where I work. I liked how Shannon said... Like, they're thinking about where he might be and, like, oh, where might he be? And Shannon says, oh, he, he likes he likes being near the water. So we, immediately I was like, oh, shit, he'll be, he'll be near that lake that they've been and visited a few times with Darren at the park and he's, he's going to maybe fall in the lake. No. He was in a junkyard. Don't know where this junkyard was. On top of an old rusty car. Don't know how he got up on the roof. He's tiny, <laughs> fucking five. He was up on the roof and a dog was like barking and chasing him round the bottom, completely the opposite. So they said they made it sound like, oh, he's going to be in the lake. No, junkyard, car, big dog barking at him. I thought that was big well played. Well it was done. proper through me. Well done. Yeah, I, have the, I don't know how that kid got in either. Because the yeah. two adults couldn't get into that cage. No, Darren had to climb like a chain link fence, which he was a to, bit like, of a struggle. He had to pull the chain for him. link underneath, didn't he? Had to almost rip it up to get the kid back out and under. No idea how the kid got in there. No idea how the kid got up on the roof of a car. It was mental. And the dog as well. Let's not forget this dog managed to do the same. I don't know what happened at all. <laughs> but they saved Wait. him. They do save him, which is good. So we're going to move on to the the Toadie and Nick storyline now. Uh, so Nick made his made his grand entrance in the last lot of episodes. Uh, came across as a bit of a bastard, uh, but now he's best mates with Tony. Yeah, they seem, like the face seem turn like, happened within a week. They seem like the pals. I mean, I'm not really completely buying it, but um, they obviously live in the same house. We we pondered that a little bit how they were all going to get along in the same house last time. Um, they seem to be getting along all right. And they're doing a bit of a scam, aren't they? It's kind of like a scam, but it's all Toadie's idea. Nick seems like a bit of a... He's just helping him out, really. Do you want to explain the scam to Tim? See see if he's been ever caught up in a scam like this before. Would mm. would Tim be the Nick or the Toadie in this scam? I'm not sure. So there's a girl on the scene, and she very much likes the sound of Toadie from his, from his radio show. 
However, due to classic, uh, a classic kind of misunderstanding, a soap misunderstanding, uh, mm. she thinks Nick is Toady. <laughs> uh, but undeterred, Toady's like, no, 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 you warm her up, then I'll swoop in for the kill. Uh, so yeah, Nick is pretending to be Toady, and Toady is pretending to be Adam. Who's he pretending to be? Well, he's he's Jared, which is um, Toady's actual name, so not a, a huge stretch. But then for some reason, and we've experienced Toady's um, different voices, his voice work before when he did a different voice with a lisp on the phone. You might remember that one from a previous podcast, which you fucking loved. I did love Toady's <laughs> accent, and I loved this accent. Well, well, if you love that one, this one, he does the most ridiculous Scottish accent you've ever heard. <laughs> For some reason, he's decided, well, she's recognised my voice on the radio and on the phone, because they do chat on the phone. So he's given himself the name Jared, which is his own name, but he's also being Scottish. But a really high-pitched Scottish, kind of <laughs> almost a female Scottish girl. It's like, it's a bit like Mrs. Doubtfire's voice. <laughs> it's a mixture between Mrs. Doubtfire and Shrek. Yeah, it's probably where he's got it from, Mrs. Doubtfire. Because, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire would have been well out by this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But then, <laughs> I so you've said it like that, and but I think there's a little bit of a sad part in this as well. Nick Adkins, very good-looking guy. Toadie interesting looking guy i think it's a bit of a, a self-conscious thing from toady he's a little bit like oh she's not gonna like me i might be all that on the phone and on the radio but i'm no oil painting so he's got um nick atkins um involved because he's pretty um so i felt a bit sorry for him there with that mm. and um, he did lose Tim, out he did lose shannon out to uh to darren as well good looking guy is this ruse ever worked because this is a fairly common ruse Throughout, you know, like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna address that. All right, so we've been, I've been asking Tim there as a joke just to get his idea. It sounds like you've actually done this. <laughs> now, you said before it's a classic kind of sitcom misunderstanding. No, I mean, like people getting switched and like, oh, it was all like, oh, I thought you was, uh, but you see, when you said that, then that sounded like you've done this exact thing. <laughs> Possibly because you've seen it on Neighbours before and thought, <laughs> I'll try that. <laughs> Tim, if, if uh, how am I going to phrase this question? Um, if you were to be misunderstood to be me or Adam, which one would you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> Stick an advert in, I'll, I'll answer afterwards. <laughs> so answer the question, Tim. <laughs> Stupid question. Terrible, terrible question. Depends who the girl is, because I feel like you're both different people. And also, are you asking me whose whose personality I would choose or whose appearance I'd choose? Because again, not the whole depends package. Who the, whole depends package. Who the girl is. Depends so in this stage, is. you've been a bit harsh on Tim here. You've made Tim be like the toady here, like who I I said earlier is no oil painting. I think, <laughs> to be honest with you. We we'd both be lucky to. Um, I'd be I'd be choosing Tim to be honest. With you. I, <laughs> I think I, I think I'm all right on a phone, but I'd, I'd be choosing Tim in real life. <laughs> so Tim, that obviously means you have to choose me now too, right? right? I think we'd said all we can say about that one. Um, 
Let's move on to the Madge storyline. Uh, she's blind now. <laughs> she's blind. She's blind. Well, she's not fully blind. She's had surgery, but she can't see for the foreseeable. Uh, so it's come to Harold and Paul to look after her, which, Jesus Christ, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> uh, so Madge wants to fuck off to Queensland to go see Kylie, uh, which upsets both Harold and Paul. Um, even though they, everything they're doing is driving Madge away. Um, Harold is just being fussy Harold and fussing all over her. Um, and she and he can't even read her erotic novels, right? Right, yes, good, right. <laughs> so, for some reason, so he's doing all the other things. He's like making her a brew and she's like, fuck off, I don't want a brew. And he's saying like, oh, I'll I'll help I'll I'll help you do the pots and she's like fuck off I can do the pots my hands aren't blind all that kind of stuff and then it just cuts for no reason she's sat out in the garden and he's reading her reading her a story okay brilliant he's reading to her that's a nice little thing <laughs> nice little pastime he's reading her a dirty book it's really weird and it's really make, dirty book as well it's really dirty yeah he has to change words in it because he doesn't like reading them because it's dirty but then what makes it even worse is weird kid paul is sat next to her while Har <laughs> harold's reading madge this dirty book and, and weird kid paul's going it's a pretty good book this and madge is going yeah read some more of this dirty book and harold's like blah, 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 i can't do this book blah, blah, blah. it's fucking weird yeah he's having to so they set up they set up sentences where it's only going one way and he has to change the word at the end. So like he puts his hand down her and then he changes the word to go to stroke her. And then he changes the, I think he says horse at one point. He said, he said, yeah, he changed it to <laughs> horse. horse. It's brilliant. But Which then, in some erotic novels is probably there verbatim as it is. Yeah, but he even says, Harold even says, this is porn. He says that on Neighbours. He says, this is just porn, this. And Madge is like, oh, it's good fun, though. Um, and weird Madge kid is biting her lip the whole way through having yes. this read to her. She's, like, looking so off in the distance and then just biting her lip. Then Paul's intently listening. Hands nowhere so, to be seen. So then it's like, right, okay, Harold <laughs> says, I'm not reading this anymore. I'm, I'm not doing this porn anymore. So this is what took it to the next level for me. So Paul's gone. Oh, we could go to like the library or somewhere and get and get some more dirty books. So the weird <laughs> so me and you can just read them. Weird, weird kid Paul, who's thirteen or something, fourteen. He's, he he likes a dirty book. Fair play. Madge is an old lady. She likes a dirty book. So they both think, let's go to the shop to the library together and get together and get some dirty books. That's what happens. This is the this is the kind of storyline that because I'm the outsider who's not rewatching every episode, you could just make this shit up and prank me because I'm really <laughs> tempted to just go, nah. This is there. There are some comedy elements to Neighbours sometimes, but that's surely nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this is just a really elaborate rib on you, Tim. This whole podcast, <laughs> a few wild neighbor storylines that hopefully you repeat them to someone you know someday, one day and they go wait a minute that never happened yeah you, you, you're just going to keep planting them till we eventually get one of the stars on and then you're going to give me some questions to ask 
while you're wearing that polo shirt as well. <laughs> I bet they love this polo shirt in Australia. Actually, it, it would fit right in there. Looks very breathable. There you go then. Looks very breathable. <laughs> um, so, so Harold is working either at the cafe or at the surgery or God knows where, you know, all the thousands of jobs he has. Uh, so Paul and Madge go for a walk, possibly on the way to get some more dirty books. No, they do. That's where they're going. They're going to the plaza to get some dirty books. But they're going via the park, and then Madge wants to sit down for a bit. So he's like, all right, you know, there's a bench. We'll go into the park. There's benches. Go sit down on this bench. And then Paul sees some, some of his mates and just fucking leaves her. Literally gets up and goes off with his mates. Doesn't say anything to Madge. Not like, oh, I'm going to go away for a bit. Just, just fucking gets up and goes. No, what he says, he says, because we find out a little bit later that they're not really his mates, they're just some, like, kids from school, and he doesn't want them to tease him because he's with Madge, who is blind, with the big, like, patches on her eyes and that. He thinks they're going to tease him. Okay. So they sit down on the bench, and he says, ah, oh, I'm just going to go and have a look round the park. So he does. He just fucks off and never comes back. Literally just leaves he just leaves this blind woman on a park bench. I really worry about the writer or writers. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the drama. That's the drama. And at this point, I, I absolutely believe Paul would do this because he is the weirdest, creepiest kid you've ever seen in your life. Of course he would do this. So... So then, like, that's like the end of the episode as well, isn't it? It's like, that's the big cliffhanger. It's like Madge just sat on her own and Paul fucks off. <laughs> they, they, missed the I... real com- they missed the real comedy opportunity, not having, like, a frisbee hitter in the head or something. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something more than there actually was, because it starts at the next episode. She's just sat at, like, the office at the park. Yeah, I think wherever, the park like, ranger has found her. And she's just sat there. And she's like, yeah, I've rang your husband, he's coming to pick you up. There's literally nothing to it. Like, there's no no more drama. She doesn't end up in a junkyard on a car being barked at by a dog. Nothing like that. <laughs> she just goes, they find her, and then Harold comes to pick her up. Yeah, they do this quite often. They, they're like, shit, we need to finish this episode and we need to have a cliffhanger so people will come back tomorrow. And then these situations get resolved almost instantly. The second you watch the next episode, you go, well, well that, don't need to worry about that now. It's done with, that was yesterday's news. And we've, and we've got you watching again, so who's the mug? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tim, obviously. That's going to lead us into the, the no context neighbours quote of the week as well. Yay. I, I think I know what this is going to be. <laughs> Do you think you know what it's going to be? Do you want to say it, Adam? Yeah. You know what it's going to be? I don't, because I, I can't remember the whole thing, but I think I remember a weird... Someone says stroke. Some No, no, I thought it was... It isn't this. I, the one I thought it was going to be was when... We'll get to it. Is when Carl is teaching Sarah how to play golf. And there's some <laughs> absolute filth that they both come out with in that. I thought it was going to be that, so I was wrong. Go for it. Sorry, my fault. No, we had a stroke one the other week that was about uh, breast strokes. Yeah, that was last week. Stroking of breast. Okay, go on. Uh, what is it? No, this one is. I'm finding. 
No. This one is. It's the one line you have to get right every fucking week. It's the one that you build up. No, no, the rest two. of it we can gloss the, over, but this ending. one is you. Come on. <laughs> I'm finding it very difficult not being able to see. What? <laughs> Why is that a rant? <laughs> I, I, That's yeah. what Smash says at some point. I'm finding it very good, difficult not being able to see. Why is that out like of that context? She's blind. That's exactly in context for a blind woman, I imagine. Right, well, I'll put that in a different part of the show then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep be, it there. There'll be no context at all. Or <laughs> well, maybe we should just change it to the sum context. <laughs> neighbors quote of the week. But I like the alliteration with no context neighbors. Anyway. Yeah, keep it there. We'll keep it there. Uh, okay, let's move on to the Ruth and Phil storyline. Now talk about your classic misunderstandings. So Ruth and Phil get invited to a, uh, it's not a shotgun wedding, is it? Shotguns when someone's pregnant and they have a wedding quickly. It's just a, a very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Wedding. Wedding. Yeah, I know it's a wedding. <laughs> but, uh, impromptu wedding. Impromptu, impromptu wedding. Uh, some friends of Ruth, but Lance, Anne, and Hannah are convinced that Ruth and Phil are eloping. So they get the bus down and crash the wedding, and then realize that they're not getting married and crash some other poor couple's wedding. Um, yeah, a classic misunderstanding as always. Um, even though all the evidence was clearly that they're not getting married, even though they asked Ruth and Phil about five times, Are you getting married? And they're like, No, we're not getting married. We're going seeing to some friends, and they're like, "Ah, but this, ah, but that, ah, but she's got a dress," and like, "No, we are not getting married. We are going to a friend's wedding," and they still don't believe them. So they get all, they go hire little suits and dresses, and then they go get like the 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 bus at five a.m. in the morning to go to this place to get to crash the wedding. Uh, yeah, it, it it was it was one of those those um, classic misunderstandings. What I I spotted on this one, I didn't like so much. Like they were they all wanted to be there. They were like, oh, they can't have a wedding without the kids there and all that kind of stuff. Nobody told Ben. <laughs> ben, has, ben has been through a lot quite recently. We had the brain that da brain damage can't walk, as we all know. Get that on a t shirt. Um, <laughs> you think. You'd think, like, they would go in there anyway. He's, he's, he seems a lot better now. I know we're not really talking about Ben at the moment, but he's all right. He seems to be walking about pretty well. He, he's obviously getting pissed every day at the pub. You'd think they'd say, do you want to come with us to your own mum's wedding? No. <laughs> no one fucking no. told him. No. Maybe they didn't think there'd be room on the bus for him. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe at that point there wasn't much kind of... Uh, Wheelchair facilities. Oh, he's not in a wheelchair though anymore. Though, is he? He's, he's fucking fine. He's fine now, isn't he? Yeah, they just don't sit at the front. Him, People get up at the at the front of a bus for you to sit down. They would have got up for him because he does still struggle. Sit on the front of the bus and you know have a nice day out. Nope, didn't get invited. Not asked. <laughs> Pricks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a massive oversight that I didn't think of, and clearly the writers never thought of either. That's why I'm here. Speaking of Ben, uh, 
Lou hires a new mechanic, which worries Ben because he's worried that he's not going to have a job to get back to. Uh, so Jeff offers Ben to come back with Jeff, back to wherever he lives. Um, who is this new mechanic that has been hired, Adam? The one that we're very excited about. So I, I was expecting this, like I say, um, but it's a young man, just a boy with a dream called Andrew Kirk. A.K.A. Drew Kirk. Drew to his friends. <laughs> Drew Kirk has arrived in Neighbours and on Daily Motion, where we watch these. And it, what's the guy called or the people called who put up our videos? Uh, UK Neighbours Fans Forever. Okay, so they put the, the episode, the number, so we can find it. But it also had in brackets Drew Kirk debut. Wow, and I popped a- very loud when I saw when I saw <laughs> that. I was like, "Fucking get in! I'll watch all five episodes this week." You can't. If you put that in the episode description, that's a you know, that's a big debut, isn't it? Huge. And he makes a little he makes a little inconspicuous debut the, the episode before. Lou's interviewing him at his house, and you just get a little snippet of him. It's like, "Oh, great! You know, I'll I'll see you on Monday," kind of thing. And he just says, "Thank you very much," and gets to the house. Uh, and then we get, and then we get the first intros of Drew. Uh, you sit around with Lou and Ben, and they they hash out the deal. Uh, it's a terrible deal that they hash out to to keep. I, both I, I, I couldn't even tell you what they say. Somehow, so Lou's like, "Well, I've hired Drew because I don't think you're going to be able to work back." Well, Ben's like, "Well, I am going to be able to work back, but you need to be able to pay us both now." So Lou goes, okay, well, I'll pay Drew out of the garage money, but I'm going to pay you out of my, Ben out of my own money now. And Lou acts like he's just pulled off a fucking coup. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're just paying two people to do one job now. It's absolutely (laughs) terrible business move. Do you think, just what we were talking about a bit earlier, about one in, one out, Ben has been offered a, a ticket out of... Erinsborough as well to go and stay with Jeff. Do you think this is the last we see of Ben? I think so, yeah. I think this could be now, different. Because now we've got Drew in to do the mechanic stuff. Do we need Ben anymore? Fuck off. No, he's, he's recovered. He's done. He's he done. He's, he can walk again. Definitely a transitionary period, isn't it? Load of people out, load of people in. It does feel like that. Mm. Yeah. And now, I, I, I know... Just, just as a quick aside, because I, I wanted to to see who um, who Drew was, and I do remember him. Um, I'm going to show you guys a picture, and obviously that's no use for anyone who's just listening. But quick Google search, and you'll find Dan Paris, who's the actor. I'm going to show you a picture of him. Is that him now? That's his Facebook profile picture. Whoa, that's his. Fa- He's on Facebook. Tim, you need to send him yeah, a friend request. He's only got 2,000 followers as well. Um, and he's recently been, like, only 17 hours ago, he's posted uh, an advert for a film that he's got a small role in. Oh, cool. Well, we need to get him on. We need to get him on. Yeah. He, is, he is possibly, I'm going to say this now, possibly the hunkiest person that has ever showed up on Neighbours. Agreed. <laughs> and the picture you just showed me with the beard, even hunkier. He is, he is aged like a fine wine. There he is. There oh, he is. Look at that guy. head of hair, though. <laughs> Fuck off, Darren. We don't need you. I know. 
And, you know, spoiler alert, you know, that there's romance with Libby and, and Drew down the line. Yeah. Right, spoiler alert. I know, but she she is uh, she has leveled up, hasn't she, really? Massively. I thought she was all right till she caught her. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you you could say she's the one punching. Well, I think she probably has to grow the hair back longer before she gets with Drew. I imagine. Uh, I, I can't imagine he's going to stay for that hair because they would have passed each other as well. This is, so in the episode before we actually get like some proper lines out of him, he's being interviewed by Lou. He leaves. Libby walks past him and comes in because she wants to speak to Darren. So they've already they've already crossed paths, and he's. I like that. I know he's obviously got a lot of shit haircut, and then not look twice at her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you got. He was like, "Is that some spare milk? Can I have that milk, please? I've just moved here and I, as I'm a new mechanic and I've not got any milk." And she's gone, "Yeah, no problem. I'll get, I'll get some more later." There we go. We've solved it. We've solved it. There we go. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Uh, one last point I want to make about the whole Ben storyline is that Lou makes a joke about Ben's coma, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it is. It really is. No. It's like, it has enough to, but then I think he even says, too soon. <laughs> he says to me, because Ben confronts him about hiring someone else and asks why he hasn't asked Ben about it and consulted him. He went, oh, I didn't want, I've, I think I've given you enough headaches. And he goes, that's a coma joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Lou being such a dick. It was really oh, good. God, I laughed. I like I nearly <laughs> fell off my chair. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Lou does not give a fuck at all. <laughs> He's fast becoming my favorite character in all of this because he just doesn't too soon is not a, a phrase for Lou at all. He's instantly got dating once his wife got run over. Someone's kid goes missing in this lot of episodes. He's like, doesn't matter. They'll turn up. I'm going to the pub. <laughs> Call me later when you found him. And then he's making coma jokes. Okay, so the final storyline we're going to talk about today is the Carl and Sarah storyline. So I've already dropped those little tidbits in before uh, about Harold finding the note. Uh, and Harold is still suspicious. Uh, so Carl needs a partner for the Lassiter's Cup. Uh, but Ruth pulls out. She, I can't remember what her excuse was. Uh, she just couldn't. I, maybe, maybe it's because of the wedding. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But she's just like, yeah, I'm not going. Uh, so Carl decides that he wants Sarah. Uh, but Harold, very worried about this pairing, decides that he wants to get in on this action instead. See, I didn't get this at all. I just thought Harold, last time we saw him, he wanted to be involved a bit more in the surgery. He wants to be like pals with Carl at work as well. I just, it, it didn't come across like to me. I thought he just wanted to be a part of it. He, he started practicing his golf. He thought it'd be a fun bonding experience. I thought he was just getting into it for that reason. There you go. There was a slightly ulterior motive, uh, I think. Uh, but it, it turns out Harold can't be part of it because it's a mixed tournament. Uh, which is shame because Harold's handicap is 26, which is not a bad handicap at all, to be fair. I don't know how it works. Uh, I think an average, like a semi-pro is like 15. 
So it's not so bad. Uh, he'd, he'd, be, he'd be very handy. Uh, but no, he, uh, so, so, so he's got Sarah instead. Who cannot handle a golf club at all? No, uh, don't worry, because Carl's on hand. He Literally. is. He does the classic, um, oh, no, you don't hold it like that. Stands behind her, how to hold the golf club. And then what I thought your context, what is it called? The out of context quote thing is. What's, <laughs> no, what is it called? Neighbours, no context quote of the week. Yeah, that bullshit. I thought that was going to be about, because Carl says something like, no, you've got to grip the shaft. And <laughs> something ridiculous like that. It's something like grip the shaft and rub it up and down. It's it's ridiculous what he comes out with. It's worse than that Madge's, should have uh, been the, the quote. <laughs> it's worse than Madge's uh, porno novels. It's very similar. <laughs> um, but then we find out that because Sarah, like I thought this was quite quite nice, a bit endearing. I thought they were just being pals and she like she obviously is shit at golf. Um, and we don't see it happen. It's off camera, but she's she's twatted him in the shin with the golf club while they were practicing. <laughs> we don't see it. It would have been quite funny. Um, she's absolutely twatted him. He's got a massive busted leg, bruise. I don't know how it, how it went down, but yeah, they were struggling. So they're not. A, they're a bit of a a shaky pair, and they do, I don't know what their chances are for the tournament. But it, it doesn't look good. I imagine um, Carl will wear some ridiculous golfing clothes, though. Um, and I'm sure and, I'm sure Sarah will look <laughs> fabulous in her golfing clothes. I'm very excited to see what Sarah wears for a golfing attire. Because I think I he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be quite daring. I think she's gonna go right. She's 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 gonna try and make a statement. I think. See, I would I would obviously like to see that, but without sounding like three pervy guys on a podcast, I would <laughs> prefer I would have preferred to see Harold in the tournament. I think Harold would have been hilarious at the golf tournament and I'm hoping that in some way he still goes maybe as their caddy or something <laughs> like that I hope he's still there and Harold hijinks ensues do you not think there could be some swerve where maybe he somehow ends up in the tournament maybe with someone else and he ends up winning not winning the tournament but maybe edging Carl or with blind match <laughs> 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 that would be fun. Blind Madge is fucking great at golf. And uh, the, you'd, you'd have you'd have the close-up of Blind Madge setting up to take the golf shot, and then a shot from further away, which is clearly someone else just dressed up as Madge, with a fucking perfect golf swing. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. <laughs> at this point, after some of the shit you told me about today, I'd be surprised by nothing. <laughs> well, I think that could be our first prediction then. For the, for the golf tournament, I think. Um, which nicely moves us on to predictions. Um, is, is Darren going to actually fuck off? Is he, is he going to... Because they've had, they've, had the, they've had one more for the road. Is he going to hang around yeah, a little bit? Is he, they, and they were very open about it. It's like, yeah, we're going to meet up for dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're going to fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Are we going to have breakfast? <laughs> yeah, not a problem. They were just what very, I really it was liked, so matter-of-fact about it. Yeah, it was. What I really liked, though, when they did meet up for breakfast is that um, Darren was actually there and he didn't, like, go for a haircut and a pint of milk. He actually <laughs> went for the fucking breakfast. I thought it was really, really... Um, it was just manners, really, I think, what he did, which was nice. <laughs> I, I think Darren's definitely got to fuck off because one in, one out. We've got Nick Adkins, yes. we've got Drew Kirk. Fuck off, we don't need you. 
Is he going to fuck off straight away or is he going to linger around a bit, you think? is he like Because uh, Jeff's been threatening to fuck off for weeks and he's only just said, said that he's going to fuck off in the last episode. I think by the end of our next little batch of episodes, I'm not sure what they are yet, I'm sure you'll tell us all in a minute, um, by the end of our next batch, Darren, gone. Gone. Completely gone. That means there'll be a spare room at Lou's house as well. For a good-natured mechanic. <laughs> uh, will Madge be seen by the time we get the next lot of episodes? Will she have her sight fully restored, or do you think she will just fuck off to see Kylie for a bit? Do you think she'll she'll come through on her promise? Because she can't read. What she... was it? What was it that caused this blindness? Was it the brain surgery? Yeah, yeah it's, it's I think some sort effect. of complications with that. I'm going to say bleeding on the brain. You're just going to make some shit up, right? Yeah, I'm sure Carl <laughs> did the same, to be honest. He's like, yeah, I'm going to say bleeding in front of the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to prescribe you some eye surgery. I think... Um... I think she'll go and see Kylie. I don't. I think she'll take a little bit of time out, bit of time off, and then she'll come back for being able to see again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what yeah, will she see? Maybe she'll see something. Maybe they'll be like, "Oh no, don't worry, Madge didn't see that. She's blind." And she'll take the glasses off and go, "Yeah, not anymore, motherfuckers." Yes. What's she gonna That's... say, Tim? What's she gonna say? Um, probably dirty books and Harold actually enjoying it. Oh, that's a good shout. I didn't think that's why. I, I thought you were going to go like Carl and Sarah or something, but yeah. That's the obvious well, answer. That's the obvious. It. Yeah, Harold reading the dirty books. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. With Weird Kid Paul. What about Ruth and Phil? Are they going to make any sort of fucking wedding plans? They've literally thought of nothing. They're not even sure whose house they're going to move into. They're letting the kids make decisions about who they, this. Pretty like, I get it that Ben was in a coma when they first got engaged, but he's fine and walking about and about to fuck off now. You you think you'd be having these conversations when you get engaged, right? At least on a very basic level. Don't know what to say on it. Like, yeah, but what what is it to say? <laughs> That's why Tim's here, everybody. That is why. <laughs> Don't know what I mean. Was was I, I'm I'm just saying that because like neither of us were saying anything, but just I thought I thought it was your turn. Sorry. I don't, no, <laughs> no, fair enough. There's no turns. There's no turns. We don't we don't do rules like this. Okay. On a weird little side note, so me and Peyton have come up with something which I, I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna put to you two now. Okay, and see what uh... you think about this. We have decided that when Peyton gets back, we are not going to have allocated sides of the bed. We are just going to mm. sleep on okay. whichever side. You don't think you'll just end up being on the same side anyway? No, we're going to just... It's going to be a bit of a free-for-all. All right, I'm interested. Why? Just because I don't, I just don't like rules, and I feel like that's just—it's <laughs> just an obligatory rule. I just don't. It's like not a rule. It's, it's not, not a rule, rule at all. It's just something that happens, and yeah, it will happen again. Stick, but why do you have to stick to it? 
You don't. Why do you don't? But people do though, and we, people will do it for their entire life. But it's not do, a rule. Do you have a bed that you sleep on? Sign on. That's that you sleep on. I have a bed <laughs> that I sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> no, you like a side that you sleep on. I just like. I think it's not a rule. It's just what happens. Like, I reckon your first first night or whatever. You'll do that. You'll be like, oh, which side? I don't know. Oh, 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 we'll go on this side, bro. Brilliant. Within a week, that's your side. It will be, because that's the that's the world, isn't it? It's like the reason why toilet water goes down one way in England and it goes another way in Australia, goes the other way around. It's just Is what that happens. actually true? Yeah. Is it? I thought it was just that's like... your Australian girlfriend, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll get her to send me a video. I talked. thought that was just an urban myth. No, that's a great accent, by the way. Uh, yeah, I thought that was just an urban myth. No, it's true. The water goes. It's only because you burn your toilet water. No, I use a B-Day. We've established this. <laughs> Not supposed to shit in the B-Day. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going wrong. <laughs> oh, then I wash my feet in it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no. see now that is something i get that is something i did a lot when i when i lived in sri lanka the b day was for washing your feet but not your ass so you've lived with a b day tim and you've kept quiet this whole fucking time yeah <laughs> what are you hiding tim why why are you hiding this it's, it's, oh, I don't, I'm just changing the subject because I just sleep at the foot of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I like this as as an idea. I'll weirdly I'll be interested to see how it goes because I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like I'd necessarily be uncomfortable if I suddenly changed my side of the bed. But it's not also it's also not a conscious decision to just be on the same say yeah same side all the time. But here's the thing, if you each have bedside tables, you got your shit on that side. I was going to say that. Uh, we don't have bedside tables. They just have a bucket with shit in it. <laughs> You've got a shared bucket at the end of the bed. <laughs> no, we just, no, we don't have bedside tables. What do you need bedside tables for? Keeping your shit on. My what? On my bedside table, right now, well, not right now because my phone's here, my phone um a little lamp i've got a book on the side and it's also where like i'll come home and i'll throw like my keys or my headphones or something that's where they are they're on the bedside table mm, no not for me your your phone charger might be there yeah no the phone charger is on the other side of the room which is good because that's i use that as an alarm no it is because i use it as an alarm and then I have what to a good place to have an alarm Put your alarm next to your fucking bed. No, because so all, you can go. Then, then all you can do is hit it and then go back to sleep. And that's not the point of the alarm. But it's woken you up, dickhead. Room, you have to physically get up and turn it off. And then you're But up. you're awake. The alarm has done its job. The alarm's job is not to get you out of bed. It's to wake <laughs> you up. If you wake up because your <laughs> alarm goes off to stop your alarm, you're awake now. The alarm has won. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that during this podcast there wouldn't be a chance. 
for us to have this part of the conversation. But no, no, right near the end, you fucking pulled it out, aren't you? <laughs> People listen for just the moment where they go, did he just say no? That, but And they didn't think they were going to get one this week, but there you are. <laughs> wow. I, I think that's perfect, perfectly reasonable. That's what makes it so good that you think it's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> but yeah, certainly tune in for future podcasts for a report on Jay's side of the bed. Yeah, we need we need updates on that one. Oh yeah, you'll get them, don't worry. Uh, so <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll get them. Them, don't worry. oh fucking wait for it. Yeah, lads. Don't worry, it'll be his own it'll be it'll be his own little bit. Uh, maybe give me a little game. Which side did I sleep on, left or right? And you guess. Oh god, I'm gonna burst. That'd be a great, that'd be a great little game show. I'll come up with a little theme tune and everything. Or it could just be a separate pod. Which side are you up. on? Which side are you on? That's a great podcast name. Yeah, that's a good name. And then each week we figure out what side I'm on. And then what side you, you either you two are on in regards to what is side it, I'm on. Is this going to be like the neighbours quiz where you just make up random answers which don't make any <laughs> sense? Like, oh, okay, here, here's today's quiz. Which side were you on? Left. Well, that would absolutely quiz. be a toady phone-in phone quiz. That would be... Yeah, it would. That would be a sensation on his afternoon show. Um, <laughs> so speaking of the next lot of episodes and future podcasts, we next episodes we're going to watch... Are episodes 3050 to 53. Just the three for you this time, Adam. And uh, not a big gap, really, there, is there? No. Uh, looking slightly ahead on, on Daily Motion, uh, shout out to UK Neighbours fans forever for putting up all the videos. There's not as many gaps now. So there won't be, we won't miss too much. There's quite a How many episodes did you just say? Uh, 50 to 53. 50, 51, 52, 53. It's four episodes. That's four. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even listening. Four episodes. Oh, yeah. I didn't do the math right there, did I? And literally, as you were, as you were saying that, I nearly it's not math, I counting. Why you, why you stop? I was going to be all arrogant about it as well. I was like, I could do math. <laughs> That's not math. And then they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> When I saw him do the fingers and count, I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> okay, so we're going to watch four episodes. So, you know, it's not as many as five, I believe. So. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but it's one more than three. So, well, so thank you very much for, for indulging me with this, as always. Uh, Adam, Tim, we'll see you next week for your thoughts on Neighbours. Again, follow us on Twitter, at WatchNeighbour. And oh, I've got my my uh, my catchphrase now, haven't I? I nearly fluffed it then, didn't I? I, I feel like you already it. have fluffed it because you've already kind of. <laughs> no, I'm like just stalling for time to remember what it is. Go on. There we go. Got it. Adam, Tim, we've watched some good neighbours. You've been some good friends.